Gator. Tag sale is probably my favorite episode. Tag not, sale is that's such, why I wanted you to. That's why I was screaming. Wait, 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 yes. let's, let's, let's wait. Let's yeah. get into this in a second. Is it not Sorry. recording? It is recording. Three but hours later. Like... It's three hours later. Hey! Fuck! Fuck it! Yeah, go team venture. Yeah, go. No, 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 Alex. Three hours later. Go team. Three hours later. We're just gonna jump into it. Welcome to three hours later. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. I'm Mike. I'm Stacy. And Who we're are you? I'm here. <laughs> I just wandered in. Oh, man, I'm scared. <laughs> Close the door, Finn. <laughs> Finn, protect uh, me. <laughs> Who let the door open? Uh, we're going to be talking about Venture Brothers. So I'm very excited. I think we're all pretty excited. Yes. So this was my challenge. This has been a show that's pretty been near and dear to me since the day it aired. I think the pilot might have even been 2002. Yeah. No, it was, it was 2003, February 16th. I wrote it down. For the pilot? Um, the pilot? For the first time it aired. Maybe. And then we got to see it. But um, so really kicked off 2003. So it's been 16 yes, years. 16th. We have seven seasons, which, you know, translates not to a whole lot of seasons in 16 years. That's how time works. It's approximately two years per season is what they've been doing. Average, yeah. Three years for... One or two seasons. And so this has been a show that I've been quoting more than half my life now. That's Maybe half my life. Probably one of the reasons why we actually started talking. It was Anna Pokemon, yes. Yeah. Um, so where do you want to go from here? So the, the actual challenge was to watch what the first like eight Not, nine episodes. Three hours I am later. very confused with what's controlling what, you, what right now. I was just trying doing? to control my TV with my TV. laptop. Put your cat back oh. down. Um, so we were watching the Hulu one, which um, the ap- episodes are actually out of order in on Hulu. So yeah. like um, the Turtle Bay one is an actual episode number one. That was a pilot. Um, the Dia de los uh, Dangerous is actually the first episode, the actual first episode. But some of these are out of order compared to like the DVD. So it doesn't go in the same uh, sequence. It says the air dates here. right there underneath. That's what I was going to give you. Yeah. But that's not how it actually is officially. You're not officially. It's I'm sorry. Fish. That was really mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm doing, I'm uh, but yeah, on. so we went through, if you are on Hulu, which is like the easiest way to get hold of the show right yeah. now, because they have every episode. We went through episodes. What the hell episode did we stop on? I said episode nine. Oh, okay. And then you even said sale. it multiple yeah. times. Multiple times you said nine. Yeah. Um, hey, tag sales 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I did, I did that because of, you know three hours each episode is about twenty two minutes so about not, you know nine, yeah. nine episodes sure two, but I wanted to make sure square. that you that you watch Tag Sale um, yes. and I think you saw why I wanted you to watch very Tag Sale. very good point of like we just we just did Invincible and the, mm. we talked about how like that show or that show that comic had a turn where up until that turn you're like this is fine but I don't get why people love it and right. then there's a thing that happens and you go like oh I get it so yeah like and how... Tag Sale is this show's version yeah, of so that so like for us Invincible almost seemed like it was just a rip off of like other comic books until we got to a certain point that we talked about on that episode go listen um, <laughs> Venture Brothers is kind of like that where it's almost like a rip off of like you know Johnny Quest <laughs> I lost my I lost my drink my, go, whole... my, my go juice <laughs> oh my I, had a, I had a whole Diet Coke and I couldn't find it I started freaking out <laughs> I thought my cat got it. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- this show kind of seems like a knockoff of like a Johnny Quest or more of like a spoof. I wouldn't say like a knockoff because for sure that's not what Johnny Quest was. Um, but that's what it starts off with, with like, you know, these, I mean, they're, they're, it's hard to describe the boys, especially um, with that first pilot episode because they're not, they're the same person in that episode. Like they're not two individual yeah, people. Yeah, I, I would even go as far as say like through the first like, I think it's like the first three or four episodes the show is the brock samson show which was sold me which, which is great and yeah. and uh, we were talking right before we started recording like when i first saw this i saw it very early on and i liked it i i, I was watching it because i watched a ton of adult swim at this time that was like my number one thing i loved watching and it was just quirky enough that i liked it plus i loved johnny quest and so i could tell it was like oh you're doing a ripoff of jar you're making yeah. fun of johnny quest and then like I think it's right. Yeah, it's the third episode is where you start getting them to really differentiate who the boys are Mm -hmm. and really lay into like Hank's one guy and Dean, like they really start laying into who they are. 
But that's also where, like, you really get to see a lot of, like, who Dr. Venture really is. Yeah. And so the show is, it's called The Venture Brothers. Uh, the Venture Brothers are Hank and Dean Venture. They are... Uh, shitty Hardy Boys. Sh- shitty Hardy Boys, yes. So the boys <laughs> the boys go on adventures with their dad, uh, Dr. Rusty uh, Venture, who was a former boy adventurer. So like Johnny Quest. Yeah. But so then, yeah, he was the Johnny Quest and, and he totally, his like, dad was... He, yeah, he was like very like successful boy adventurer. And his dad was, yeah, the the actual super scientist who actually got stuff done back in his time. Um, but dad's no longer in the picture. Rusty's grown up. He's, like, a very, very sad man. And he has, like, these two, like, rambunctious kids that he goes around with with their, like, giant bodyguard, Brock Sampson, who's the Swedish murder machine. And helper. And helper sometimes. Helper and the, okay, so the really funny thing is what got me into the show like really hardcore was Helper, because Helper is such an obscure, stupid character. He's Robo like, Beaker. That's my yeah. that's my yes ultimate. That's my ultimate level of humor is the most just random, stupid thing. And it was in the the first episode, not the pilot, like the um, Dia de los Dangerous when uh, when Helper gets spray painted. And he gets the horn. Yes. And like, for some reason, I just, I very vividly remember seeing that for the first time and just having that moment where I was like, this show's for me. I'm okay with this. It gets turned into a kidney. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh. I think my, my earliest favorite helper moment, though, is when he's, he's in the, I can't remember the name of the Ventures plane, but it's, it's flying X1. away. Yeah. X3, X1. X1. And Brock is on the ground and he's like, don't worry. Helper's programmed to come when we call him. And he like signals helper. Helper just fucking jumps out of the plane, plummets <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> but that's like the love. That's like the. the Helper is the source of all the random absurd humor, I he's think. He's like their pet. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, he's the character that if, they, like, my favorite thing about this show is that every single aspect of it, if it went one tick to the left or right, is super normal. Right. Or not normal, but it's what we know. If it went one tick to the left, it's it's Johnny Quest. It's the Hardy Boys. Mm -hmm. Helper is the typical just like, oh, he's the guy we have in the back of the plane who comes out and fixes whatever. (laughs) But because they went that one tick in the wrong direction, it's Rusty Venture is a failed scientist who's using all of his dad's old adventures or inventions. Yeah. And Brock's a psychopath who's charming, but he's terrifying. Yeah. And Hank and Dean are just idiots who They're are educated worst. by beds. And yeah, and I think that's originally how the show started was like, we we're all supposed to hate the boys. Yeah. Because like when they first pop up, like the docs like, God, boys. And um, um, but doesn't, we doesn't really get into it in this season. We're really talking about the first season here. Um, but and we show... will spoil a good chunk because Alex, you watched all the first season, right? Yes. All okay. first and one the first episode and part of the second yeah and i I don't want to spoil too much of the future stuff but the show really changes and like oh so so drastically but the most character development you can get in a single source i think because we're this show has like 50 at least 50 reoccurring characters and over 200 individual characters in the entire show and it's at least 50 recurring what? characters not counting the Venture family. And and mm. and I mean, these are like every character, even if they don't get into it, you know there's a backstory. Yeah. There's like, there's everything. Like you, they, they all have a personality. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's just like random employee number four. Like even the characters that are literally named number 24 and number 21. Yeah. yeah. As the show goes on, they go from just like funny voiced henchmen to like two characters that I care about mm-hmm. a lot. Even like, the most random henchmen that never even get a number. The say, the most, say the most <laughs> off the wall shit. Oh, that boy was going to get his wings. And no, then, he wasn't. Uh, he just got killed. He, he, was, so he was not going to get he his was, wings. <laughs> but yeah, even the he monarch. He got his wings eventually, though. The monarch who in the in the pilot, I hate the monarch in that. Because he's, he's not the monarch. No, like, he's it's, just, it's a crappy character yeah, with a funny uh, look. He was actually supposed to be uh, like a throwaway character. Yeah. Like, he, monarch was not supposed to come back. He was only supposed to be in the pilot, and that's it. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's so like he's he's in, in most oh, of these he's episodes. so yeah. integral to the story as it goes yeah. on too. <laughs> to me, he's a bigger part, especially like later on in the series. Like I'm like you know Team Monarch. Yeah, after really. After a while, yeah. Damn. Yeah, very much so. Oh yeah, no, he he is like, and that's the craziest part. Is in the first season, the main characters are Hank and Dean, and then right below them is Brock and and Doctor Venture. I'll say Brock, yeah. But Brockadale. As the show goes on, like 
that starts spreading to where it's like Hank and Dean are still like the main characters in certain in terms of like that's the name of the show. But you'll have whole episodes where they barely make an appearance mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, here's just a whole episode on Billy Quizboy. Yeah. And oh, you will love Billy Quizboy by the end of the episode. There's a couple of those too. And they're like really oh, they're, good. Yeah. They're, they're um, some of my favorite episodes. And then uh, well, we, we meet Billy and Pete pretty early on. They're in the pilot episode, but yeah, they don't they talk yeah. too And then we meet them again much. at uh, the Impossible Station, yes, I think. Yes, that's the next time. Um, so I want to kind of jump back to the creators, uh, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public. Um, Jackson Public, has, he does a lot of like uh, uh, writing for other stuff before he got into this. He did, uh, He was a big part of The Tick. Yes, which 100%, that's when I really got on board. Like yeah. when I was like, okay, I'm starting to figure out how this is great. Like this feels like the tick yeah. without being censored um, and he was he was animated tick and live and, action yeah. tick and patchy warburn was the tick once and he was yeah sure wait wasn't he wasn't he the voice of the animated tick too no no oh, okay never mind Sorry, guys. no because that just had a really that, <laughs> i can't remember who did the voice but it was just a really good like like over the top superhero yeah, voice. action okay Spoon. all right there good chum yeah oh yep i hear it now yeah. okay um uh, jackson also worked on celebrity deathmatch and super jail which is pretty crazy show um, yeah that one was the one that surprised me more than celebrity deathmatch just because super jail seems more recent too yeah doc hammer didn't really do a lot with uh show stuff he's he's a music musician first and an artist second like he, he does oil painting he's self-taught he does really good work um the two of them just kind of met up at a party with i think i want to say the guy that created the tick like he had a party um ed ed ben ben, 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 ben edlin yes yeah what you guys said um, bed, bed, bedlam. They met bedlam. up at a, at a party because they're mutual fr- friends with him. They hit it off really well. Became like actual best friends without actually becoming best friends. Like every time they saw each other at the party, they would only hang out with each other and just riff the entire time off of each other. Never exchanged numbers or anything <laughs> for like years. And then I think eventually they moved in with each other. And um, most of the Venture Brothers came from them just like literally just sitting around their apartment just riffing nonsense. Like, Smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Profusely what, yeah, like what if like painting and uh, the Aquaman and the Black Manta went on this adventure or something, and they would literally like create this this imaginary show in their apartment just by talking to each other for hours, like like an entire day, like that's all they did. And actually, that's where the monarch's voice came from was Jackson trying to figure out what the hell does Black Manta sound like. <laughs> yeah, there's um there's the episode where um Monarch has gotten out of jail. And he contacts 21 and 24. And he's you love her and never let go. <laughs> he's, he's, he's talking to them about like, why is the why is the cocoon all fucked up? What happened? Get back here. Find me henchmen, blah, blah, blah. But that scene, the way that they riffed it actually went on for like 10 minutes longer. I think <laughs> because that's Because they season. just. Um, so we had some technical difficulties, even right then. Technical difficulties. I had a stroke. Uh, but we're back. Don't know exactly where we left off, but we're going to be talking Venture Bros still. There's a cat. I want to give my opinion. Finn, what do you think? Not enough cats in the Venture Brothers. Not enough cat representation. Too many cats in the Cats musical. They got an inside out dog, but no cats. It wasn't inside out. It was simply, it had his skin removed. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Scamp? It was Scamp, yeah. Scamp was an homage to Johnny Quest's dog, Bandit. The they more can't be you sued know. because they took the skin off. It's not like you can tell what it looked like. <laughs> later on, <laughs> later on, there's a dog that gets uh, it's the reincarnated version of Hitler. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love. No, that's like exactly what Dean a says. Right there. No, that's what Dean says. The listeners won't know for politics. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. It's fine. Yeah. Just don't persecute that me. Ain't like uh, the <laughs> parent canceled. Oh no. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have come on this podcast. You were here the whole time. <laughs> no one invited you. Ah! <laughs> All you do is talk about Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not cats, it's Hitler. <laughs> or now Hitler. Um, so I think we or last cats. talked about that Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, pretty cool guys. Um, so Alex, what did you think of the show? This is your your first experience with it. You, you said you knew of it, but you didn't really watch it. Yeah, I knew of it. I mean, I've seen like the Venture Brothers, like the you know, them doing the V, Venture Brothers and, and Brock. Venture. Yeah, I've seen that before plenty of times, but I never had any context to 
where it's from. Um, so when you gave me the challenge and I, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm up for any challenge. I looked it up. It's like, oh, yeah, this show. It's been around for 16 <laughs> it, years. Yeah, it's been around for, for a long time. And uh, I went through the, the full first season and almost, almost not knowing I was going through that many episodes. Right. Uh, I made it to season two, episode two. Good. Um, yeah, so I went pretty far into the season. So you uh, you at least you you know about the boys then. I, uh, yeah, okay. I know I know about the the season finale. Season finale. Yeah. <laughs> that was really crazy to me. Um, <laughs> and it for me it it had some laughs like sporadically like first few episodes and I didn't really know what to make of it. I didn't know where it was going from for me any show whether it's comedy or, or drama it has to have some sort of like it has to have some characters I'm in dedicated to you know that i'm really attached to and i just didn't know where it was going <laughs> you know like i i know the pilot now was 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 kind of just thrown out there it wasn't really a it was made to kind of get the idea out there but i i don't even think they knew what it was going to be like it kind of morphed um to what it is in a later uh, season yeah and it's gonna keep doing that too like yeah. it's where it is in season two is definitely not where it is now it's got more layers than shrek and onions. It does, definitely does. I for me, I think the biggest turn in it is the tenth up. Ep- right, yeah, the tenth episode of the first season, because that's the first one where it begins with an adventure and then does it just oh. like within seconds goes ah fuck the adventure. Yeah, the because um, Dendiro- you start getting into the weird. Yeah, oh god, that was like a a fish. fish with a penchant for swimming up a man's but urethra. You, you get the. Uh, <laughs> You get the the cold open, and then it just immediately stops because uh, uh, Dean Dean is Dean is in some real pain, <laughs> and that's where you start getting like I think a ton of world building happens for the first time in this episode because that's where you start getting a lot of the like weird guild rules. Yeah, yeah, and you get an adventure where now just Hank is off as as the uh, uh, not ransom but the. Uh, guarantee they'll go back once they take care of dean so they partner him off with the monarch they split up the teams into weird groups now Mm -hmm. so like you have dean off on the in the cocoon with the monarch and dr girlfriend you've got um billy quiz boy and uh uh pete yeah pete coming in like as like real characters like real like they like you start really getting their personalities out of it pally um (laughs) and it just also like just gets into the the like almost curb your enthusiasm level of cringe humor <laughs> in this episode where it's just like every time something dumb could happen it's like well are we gonna be funny or are we gonna be like cringy and funny and they go real cringy yeah and they just make it uncomfortable to watch in the best possible way and yeah. i think from that from this point on from episode 10 on i think they've got their voice i think they know yeah. what their voice is and then it's the rest of the series is them constantly adjusting what that voice can do but I mean, because they're, they're like every episode leading up to it, they're really good. But I think that's where it like it shifts so hard from being a Johnny Quest parody or being a Scooby Doo parody or like a parody to its own thing. Yeah. But a quick fun fact for uh, episode 10 with the testicular torsion Doc Hammer actually had testicular torsion. And that's, yeah, why he wrote the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Art so life. good. You could lose a ball. True. Oh, that, this, this is the episode where I learned about the candy roof fish, and then I was like, I remember like going like that can't be real, and immediately going to search the internet, going like, all right, so never, never going yeah, in don't open never water going to the Amazon. Again. Don't pee in the Amazon. <laughs> don't even swim in the Amazon. I watched uh, God, it was one of those dumb shows on Animal Planet or something where it's like the guy who goes to places where they have crazy animals, and there was an episode where he talked about that fish and. My friend was just like going on about like that doesn't seem real. I'm like, actually, no, I've read about that because I saw the Venture Brothers and and the Kandiri fish is a real deal. You don't want to pee in that water. It takes me into learning. Right? I didn't know I was watching a National Geographic episode. I would say uh, episode 11, the tax sale, is, is what really turned it for me as far as like this is a show I'm getting into. The, the other shows I just watched to watch. Right. This was the first one really was like... <laughs> That made me laugh from like beginning to yeah. end. It's such like a, a fluff episode. Like it doesn't really matter. Oh, and anyway, but it so does. This would just be but a bottle yeah. episode in any other thing. 
Tag sale is the first one that I remember. Officer, I'd like to file a report. <laughs> it's the first one I remember watching and like cry laughing through the entire damn episode. Because the first, the very first episode I watched. He's about to cry, I think. Is the one. I'm going to cry. Is the one with Race Bannon and the, the Goliath serum. serum. And so I was still kind of figuring it out because I jumped in like halfway through season one the first time I started watching this. But then when I once I got to tag sale, it was just like, okay, this is just all fuckery, and I love it. It's there's I, there's no like actual like it's not like an actual Johnny Quest. It's just fun. Yeah, I like that. There's no real like limit to it. Exactly. Like, you could tell me any plot of episode that I haven't watched yet, and I would believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe like there's a giant big bird. Anything's trying possible. To assassinate the president. I'm like, oh, I can believe that. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think you got that far. Yeah. There's a psychotic Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> with tits big beautiful tits big beautiful tits <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. it has no limit there's and i think as a creator that's like one of the best things to do too is to create something have its own voice and then not have any caps or sort of uh parameters you have to abide by i mean even i don't know the i'm sure i will get into it with a doctor girlfriend the manly voice just threw me <laughs> off Hello. Oh my that's just, uh That's just Doc Hammer doing like the deepest voice he yeah. can do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Plus, he just thought it would be funny. She it smokes, is. She smokes three but packs did, a day. But, <laughs> I believe it. No. Well, so spoiler, but that's that's the whole reason oh, for well, the voice. Yeah. yeah. But they definitely like. I accept that too. They play into it. They make jokes um, constantly yeah, about at least it. The first two or three seasons, there's like you know, uh, what's what, what's her voice? Well, the the best the best one I think is this character Jefferson Twilight. He says oh, to yeah. her. Do you smoke cigarettes or do you eat them? <laughs> God, it's really crazy too. Like rewatching the first season, like seeing how many characters that I I would have sworn before we rewatch this that come in way later in the they series. They do. I mean, oh, like yeah. uh, Saint Cloud. Cloud. Yep. Yeah. No Sir, idea. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. That guy. I love Saint Cloud. A big character later. And really? I think I think Tag Cell is the important episode because I it just feels to me like they needed background characters mm-hmm. to tell this story. And mm-hmm. then when they were done, they went like, "We put too much work into the way these background characters look. We need to make every one of them a thing." There's actually um there's a, there's an interview that I watched recently um with Nerdist where they were interviewing Jackson Public and they were talking about that like that very thing with characters from like season one or two suddenly showing up season six seven and getting names and getting personalities and everything and jackson (laughs) explained that what they do is they really just they go back to old episodes find some character in the background that they made up some goofy ass name for and they're like well we don't want to waste them so let's like flesh out this character and all that really does is make us fans think oh my god they've had plans for this for 10 years but really they're just taking this character from the background like all right let's make you something but they're tricking us all into thinking that this has been some well, big long planned out mastermind they're like the anti the anti lindelof like when they re- did lost and they're just like Oh, we have a plan. Oh, they oh, just openly have a plan. admit it. Like, like, no, okay, we, have we don't no have plan. a plan. <laughs> like, I love the fact these guys are like, they're like, here's the plan to get through the next seven episodes, mm-hmm. and then we'll make a new plan next time. That's why you're going to wait two years per thing. Yeah, and not spend four years to do it. Um, I think that the only thing that got cut out was when you guys were talking about like how much they love making the show, like how they li- like genuinely. And if that didn't get cut out, we're just reiterating it. Who cares? They are their yeah. own biggest fans, but, and um, that's great. I think that's super because I I. I I get really angry because I love Rick and Morty. I think it's a hilarious show, but I get very angry at the people that like Rick and Morty, and I get really angry yeah, the at the, the fandom, fandom that's around yeah, it. When fandom. I look at it and I go, if you guys like Rick and Morty and you're pissed that there's only three seasons of it and they've taken too long, <laughs> here's seven amazing seasons that I think are in every way better so and funnier better. and smarter. So and much. also... Not so just fatalistic. Like Rick and Morty is not a fun show. Yeah, no. it's a show where funny things happen, but it's a dark show. This is a the darkness in the show is the joke, and I think you can tell that they love making this because they've made it for now for fifteen or oh, sixteen years. years. Mm-hmm. Sixteen years. Sixteen years. Yeah. Um, they've been making the show for sixteen years. They put out seasons when they're good to go. They don't have a rush on them. Yeah, and they don't have s- a deadline to begin yeah. with. And like I do, I listen to a lot of, um, I listen to Dan Harmon's podcast and I read like every interview the guy does. Like I think he's a very 
interesting figure in pop culture right now. But he's also, he seems to almost hate his creation. He really does. He and Justin Roiland both seem like they don't like Rick and Morty yeah, anymore and, and they don't want to do it, but they're just well, doing it because the they is have it feels, to. It feels like they got the deal to do their like 70 episodes, which I'm happy about because I want to watch it. But I also feel like we're going to get a big, like, we're going to get like 20 episodes they really are excited to tell us and mm-hmm. then 50 begrudging episodes. Yep. To be fair, the Dan Harriman, I just feel like to he be hates. Fair, to be to fair. Be fair. I think he hates everything. Like He does. Oh, he does. But look at Letterkenny. They love it. And yeah. we love it because we <laughs> can see the finish on it. the difference. Is like, I, I think that's what you're seeing is when something is made with a passion, when you're it's made because they genuinely want to, sometimes you do get tusks. Sometimes you do get yoga hosers. <laughs> but a lot of times you get Venture Brothers and you get Letterkenny and you get these shows that are, are just even Invincible where you can tell that's Robert Kirkman going... Man, what if I could tell the story I wanted to tell with Superman mm-hmm. or Spider-Man or yeah. any character made by any major publisher? And then he went like, oh, I can just make my own. I'm just going to do it. I'm 20 issues for finishing it. And I'm so excited <laughs> to talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> and speaking yeah, of, we will absolutely revisit because it's uh, so good. I sent that picture that uh, Doc and um, Brock were in an issue of. Uh, yes, they were. They're in the background. That's, That's crazy. So cool. yeah. And I just I, I I know where that's at, too. It's so fresh in my mind. I didn't recognize them because this was afterwards. Yeah. But I knew by the quotes where it was at. I was like, that's awesome. I got to go back and check it out. Oh, while we're on the topic of Venture Brothers Easter eggs, then I did see when I was looking up some stuff today that there is an episode of Futurama. I could not. I didn't write down which one it was that um, there is. They're like at a robot graveyard. Yeah. And there's like a little box that says helper on it buried in the ground that is thought to be an homage to Venture Brothers as well as there's an episode of South Park uh, episode TMI where there's uh, like a a list of names on a board or wall at one point and one of the names is Brock Sampson with a P. Yeah, well, because I I think like I think to get an animation for the most part, you have to be a giant nerd. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all like and, they're all fans of each other, and that's the thing is like I, that's what I love is like when you watch these and when you watch like this show get reference at other shows, or you see like people just like just throw, throw like they don't ever say Doc Venture and Brock Samson and Invincible. Yeah. They just know like it's, if we make the haircut and the beard, you're good. Yep. And like the and then you have things like in a uh, like going back to Rick and Morty for a hot minute, like Rick and Morty and the other show from Disney, Gravity Falls, remember, Gravity Falls, where they do that crossover that yep. you can oh, tell yeah. neither company knew about, but it's no. because those two are friends. They were like, but it makes me so excited to do this one. Just day. like a cup fucking coming through a portal yeah. is like, ah! but it's great. And that's what's great is like you, you get that these guys are just nerds that made good that have, have had somebody just go like, you want to make your thing? Here's money. <laughs> And they get to do it, and they get to have fun with it. And then when their when their peers see it, they just go like, "Hey, we're gonna show you that we like you," <laughs> but not by going and writing your show or changing it. But we'll just like throw a little here's a little something that a little if someone knows it. Senpai noticed me. Um, this show is kind of odd in the fact that, like I was saying, they don't have they don't have a deadline. They with with the um like with Adult Swim or anything like that. Like they don't have to have a season out by a certain time. When it's ready, it's ready. And I don't think a lot of shows get that kind of freedom because, yeah, it yeah. literally takes like years for a season to come out. And they say that, like, you know, it's a small group of people that make these episodes. And it takes anywhere from weeks to months for just one episode to be written. Yeah. Not, not even like animated yet. Or produced. But like it's the longest running animated series on Adult Swim, even though it's only... Almost seven seasons at this point. But because it's been going for 13, 14 years, it's the longest running But I think that's series. why we get like this this quality of show. Like it's like you were saying earlier, like the looking at the animation style or like the quality of the animation. Like it's just like oh, it's done so, nothing but got, you know, skyrocketed as far as uh, quality. It, it's insane. If, like if you watch the first season, we were talking about this a little bit where like it's real sketchy looking and very... Like it's animation, but it like if you put the filter over it and told me it was from the eighties or nineties, I'd believe you. Yeah. And then in season, I think two or three, they switch uh, studios and the animation style tightens up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also, like in the first season, everything's very flat. Like there's yeah. a lot of like the characters don't necessarily feel like they're on the backgrounds. The movement's kind well, of almost well, unsettling. Yeah. Starting from season two, 
like the backgrounds are actually like painted like that's yes. an actual painting and mm. then and then you get to the, like the last few seasons that um that titmouse did and they do tons of amazing uh, uh animation and like the show just looks it looks like so much better a show than it is like it's it looks so like something polished. that would be like a yeah like this is like a disney flagship mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well i was even like and it's just this bizarre adult swim show that nobody talks about because <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was watching like clips today and like i got to mild spoiler i guess but got to the red death stuff and like just looking at the animation back like for that compared to now i was like holy shit like, yeah, like yeah. i forgot how good the show looks comparing when they're living in colorado to once they've moved to new york spoiler oops huge sorry edit that out then <laughs> no for alex oh you jerk oh what i he i just said that they move that doesn't spoil shut up alex things change Things change, guys? Oh, no. <laughs> look at Doc. He doesn't look like that anymore. <sighs> the hair. I need a minute. <laughs> uh, fun fact, the ninja character from the pilot episode was actually supposed to be uh, uh, a mysterious Arab, but that was pre-9-11, so they had to change him to a ninja. God, that pilot episode is so bad. It's I, bad. I, I, I so rewatched bad. it when you gave us this assignment, and I was like, man, like I haven't watched it in 17 years. Is that, is it, was it always this bad? And then I even rewatched it again today, just going like, was I just in a bad mood? No, it's a, it's, nope. it's a not a good episode. If you skipped episode one on Hulu, you're not missing a single thing. You really have to trudge. Except for it. Brock, though, like that. Brock, Brock's funny, but you can tell Go that's on. all they knew. Take his, it from me. His that's what they legs. had in that that episode. <laughs> they had Brock. Leg. Yeah. His legs are so skinny in that first episode, and those little cutoffs. Stacy re- recreates his kick when he kicks down the door. Oh my god! Because he like throws his full like body backwards and legs forward. Everything goes backwards except for one leg, and it's. It's such an awkward pose, but it's used in the the opening for several seasons. So the show has like a million characters that are like homages or parodies of any of like other characters. Like who are your what's your favorite like parody or homage character? Even if they become a big deal, like just who He's not my favorite, but I just I did just remember something about um the Johnny character on Whoa! this. Whoa! Don't you talk about my father, man. So he started off as action Johnny. And he's got um, a lot of drug issues. And then somewhere down the line, I think it was maybe after his second appearance, um, they realized that Cartoon Network owns the rights to Johnny Quest. And so they could just start calling him Johnny Quest at that point. So at one point, he went from being action Johnny, just this like homage to Johnny Quest, just being straight up Johnny Quest with a heroin addiction and, and herpes and herpes <laughs> but he's not my favorite i I just i thought of that and i needed to throw it out there my favorite shore leave <laughs> sure. alex has not seen yet but once you do oh sure. honey shore leave and holy diver <laughs> shore leave is my second favorite of all the like the parody characters my favorite is henry killinger Oh Dr. yeah, Henry, I, I like the just first off, just the name, the pub papa. and then the his, papa. and his voice and the way they like make him into this Mary Poppins like <laughs> slash Sith. Yeah, he's just like he's he's like every parody they couldn't make its own character. They just were like just make it Henry Killinger. Yeah, yeah, all because they had like a really good name. Yeah, like somebody Give him a mask like, and some slippers, and they I just don't know. swapped the the S's in Kissinger to L's and went like, oh, that's all we got to do, right? Okay, cool. Uh, mine is another one that comes up later just because of the voice actor for it. It's Captain Sunshine, played by Kevin Conroy. Yeah, that... Oh, God. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to say one more because I thought you were going to say him. <laughs> but um, besides Shore Leave, because Shore Leave isn't as prevalent until like later on seasons, but I'm a big fan of Hunter Gathers. And <laughs> just the ride that his character goes on. Is really good. Yeah, that character. As soon as the, f- the third caveman popped out, a conspiracy was hatched against him. He's. <laughs> I. I. I love Hunter. Like, well, no matter how much he changes, he's always Hunter gathers. He always has his cigarette. He always has that face, that voice. Just he does not change, except just at one point he does have his big beautiful tits. But he's. I. <laughs> Damn Malamars, my tits are back. <laughs> I. Uh, oh, I, oh wait, is that? Oh, Colonel Gentleman. <laughs> Colonel Gentleman too. No, they're all great. Uh, the other, my second favorite. Like if I had one more, and I I literally can't say anything about the character other than the name because it is just such a spoiler for just one of the best 
bringing characters in the show is the sovereign. Oh yeah. yeah. The 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 sovereign is such like the first time he shows up and you're just like <laughs> the hell what what we doing this? <laughs> yeah. We're doing me? this? Okay. And you guys are fans, but I mean, sure. All right, so All you're right. just going to we're not even going to pretend? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um or we'll keep this game going, General Tracer. I was going to say Tracer. I got the pee pee. I got the pee pee cancer. And then he just he turns into basically the Hulk. Trickster smash. Oh He's yeah, the, the entire. Oh god. Uh, That's so much to catch up on. I'm sorry. So three what, hours later, you a-holes. Hey, <laughs> luckily, there's only seven seasons. You're not going to remember half of this anyway. There's so much information. I, I, yeah, I don't we'll even come know. back and listen to this episode again after you catch up. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, you guys are funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it later. <laughs> Future Alex, yeah. you'll get it. We'll start the next episode. You just go like, oh my god, you guys were wrong. That Adventure Brothers, it. though. And then when you said Melomars. <laughs> because I've just been thinking about obscure characters in the show, I've completely forgot the name of who I was going to ask Alex about. What they look like. The fake Fantastic Four. Oh, yes. Impossible. Doctor Impossible. Doctor Impossible, yeah. So, Alex, how did you feel about those characters so far? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the only first season. Oh, so yeah. Oh, they're really here's my a spoiler. Only... They stick around. They're yeah, great they characters. Do? Oh, yeah. yeah. They, you oh, see they, them uh, multiple They keep times. coming back, and it's and then, well, phenomenal. So, like, the crazy thing is that this started before Stephen Colbert was really famous. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Colbert is Professor Impossible. Yeah, and he was I just, do, he yeah. was just doing voice acting because then, yeah, he likes now, animation. Then they like, couldn't get him, so now he's no longer the voice. The last several seasons, he's been too busy to record. Yeah, so they just get anybody that can kind of sound they like They get him. a lot of people on the show, though. Like I was saying, like even Kevin Conroy's there. Um, they have Stephen Colbert. They get Clancy Brown. Um, Aziz Ansari. Yeah, Aziz. He was whatever character. His he was weird because like he has that voice where when you hear it, you're like, "This is Aziz Ansari." Yeah, yeah. Just, he doesn't try know. and change his voice at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of derailed that, but the, uh, the the impossible stuff. What did you? Yeah, it was funny. I it just it's just like what Mike was saying, um, you know, before where they just take things just a little bit. Like if it just went wrong, just yeah. enough, <laughs> where they're barely alive, pretty much. <laughs> Their their powers are just like Brad a little Man bit. Made Cody cry <laughs> instead of instead of turning invisible, just your skin. Usable. Yeah, <laughs> if you guess, if you are on fire all the time, turns out that's really painful because you didn't get super no no pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my skin still. Like that would hurt a lot. Yeah, you turn into a walking callus. <laughs> that is thing. like that is such a description too. Like he's just a big old scab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, I guess there was an actual, I, I saw like a, like a, not really a screenshot, but like, I guess a picture of uh, a couple panels from a Fantastic Four comic versus the Submariner and Submariner kill, like beat, doesn't kill him, just beats the Fantastic Four and is trying to take Mrs. Fantastic as his wife. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? And then she makes her skin invisible. So she looks like, yeah, yeah. <gasps> that's funny. And so he runs away. Oh, she pulled back a to Sally? The ocean. Yeah. Sally. Um, not to, de- I, I, I'm going to derail. I don't care, but, um, that's what we're here for. Matt Choo-choo. brought up earlier today when we were looking up stuff about this, the, the groovy gang. Oh yeah. And so, how deep so that goes. There's um later, there's an episode where there's basically like the, uh, the Scooby gang. And so, you know, it's Frank, Velma, Daphne and Shaggy, but instead it's, um, Ted, Ted. Tony, Val, Sonny, and Groovy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah, cool. That's just like sad Scooby gang. I had no idea who else they were supposed to be. Nope. Fred is supposed to be Ted Bundy. Um, Velma, not Velma. Velma uh, is Valerie something or other. I can't remember her last name, but she's the chick that tried to kill Andy Warhol. And um, G- uh, Daphne, Daphne, Daphne is, is Patty Hearst. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was kidnapped by Ted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, kept in a cage. Shaggy, who is Sonny, is son of Sam, who talks to David his Berkowitz. Dog that's probably not there that talks to him and tells him, You need to do the master's bidding. It was actually David Berkowitz's neighbor's dog that he said was. It was all bullshit. David Berkowitz. Yeah, no, he, he, he later admitted that yeah. the dog didn't tell yeah. him shit, he but he was saying t- that the neighbor's dog told him to kill people. But yeah, just just like with the, the impossibles, like being like Fantastic Four, but one step broken. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. thing. It was like, these guys are all that one step too far, but also like. <laughs> Even the fact they have a talking dog, and then they just acknowledge, like, only Sonny hears him. Nobody else hears this dog but him, which it it fits in with the show. You're like, yeah, because you don't have talking animals. I get it. Figure out why. 
You're not just tied to the back of my van with a rope around your torso to you nothing but a torso. <laughs> it is really crazy. Look at the the voice cast, and you just see like it's Chris McCulloch doing like most of the voices. Yeah, yeah, it's Jackson Pollock. Like just how many how many like episodes are just him talking to himself for like a half hour. But that's why I'm kind of because Jackson was 24, right? Yeah. So that's that's got to be why he. Uh, opted for um, t- less twenty four um, later oh, on yeah, in the yeah, show. I, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but well, that voice was like, just I can't just do hurting every voice him. All the time. Yeah, well, that voice specifically hurts. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does for for and probably because they would go on these long ass tangents as twenty one twenty four, and he's also doing the monarch as well. On top of that, that it's like I am. Ruining my voice. <laughs> it's because uh, I'm just going through the list. And it's like it's amazing. Like the list is handful of celebrities, a ton of Doc Hammer, a ridiculous amount of Chris McCulloch, and then like James, James Urbaniak, Urbaniak and <laughs> Michael Sinter Nicholas. Yeah, James Urbaniak's just like I got one role <laughs> and I'm good at it. I'm gonna do it right. Robot bones. My Daisy. <laughs> He and does like a, a slight variation on his regular speaking voice, and he's like, "This is the best gig I it's could ever have." Not really a variation. I think no, it's a little it's, bit louder. It's I, yeah, it's a little bit like a little more nasally, a little bit louder, and he's like, "Is yeah. it? We're good. All right." He's, it's weird seeing him in he, other things, like like difficult people. He's just an actor. He's yeah. a regular actor. But he like, was when I hear his voice, like that's Doc in real life. He was like, on this not sh- being Doc. He was on this show called Difficult People on Hulu for uh, a few years, and. It's like live action, but yeah, he even dressed kind of Doc-ish, and that voice that was coming out of him was Doc, but like, Doc is just a little bit more Billy Westy, I think. Yeah. But, um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Damn it. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, yeah, Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about like, you know, the most, uh, the most iconic oh, yeah. voice on the show for the first like three or four seasons. He definitely can't do any other voices on the show, because. I don't think he can do another voice no. if he had to. It it kind of uh, trips me out a little bit too. How much Michael Center Nicholas looks like Dean in yeah. real life? Like well, even though he's going gray now at this point, he well, still looks like Dean. It trips me out that Doc well, is like fifty two now. Yeah, it's it's just weird. <sighs> Doc Hammer, not Doc Venture. Yeah, yeah. actual Doc. Yeah, there's just so few people that did another voice like or that. Which is crazy because, oh, like I was saying, there's like 200 oh. individual characters so far. And H. John Benjamin. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. the master. That was one that I read that um, they tried to, when they would have actors come in and read their stuff, they would try and keep them like on script and everything. But H. John Benjamin was the one that they could not rein in ever. And so the dialogue that gets into the show of uh, H. John Benjamin's character is like 50% ad lib, 50% what they actually had him wrote for him to say. But he would just go off on these tangents as the master in whatever form they had his character in at the time. So I just, I'm on a page of like uh, just character, list of character names. I know this is not perfect, but I just did a quick like just search for McCulloch on the page. And I know it's double up on a couple places. He shows up in this article 65 times. And all this article is a list of character name, actor who played them, small description of the act of the character. Oh my God. What'd you think of uh, Dr. Dr. O. Alex, Dr. Orpheus? Which one is that one? The Dr. Strange. Not Dr. Strange. Oh. I had Taco Bell. Up until two years ago, the only time I thought we'd ever get a Dr. Strange in media. (laughs) That was... I, I thought I skipped an episode. Dracula <laughs> like, I was like, had a what? trophy on his neck. <laughs> yeah, I. He just pops out of nowhere, <laughs> and I, he's one of my favorite that are not the like the core four, you yeah. know, in season one at least. Oh man, yeah, his character has he a great stays arc. very prevalent. Yeah, you're gonna like a lot of the <laughs> Triana <stuff>. is so <laughs> great. He's the one that kind of pushes the the envelope to do like, yeah. There's like they're they're, they're humans, but they get more like in the. Grandest scheme of what this world is. Yeah, yeah, and he's the, the yeah the other side of the coin where like Doc is the exactly. super scientist and Orpheus is you know the mysticist. Well, that's that's what I hope they do in the MCU, which is the idea of like all you need is this one character to be the doorway, and you can bring all this insanity in now, and it makes sense mm-hmm. because this one character makes it make sense. Yeah, this madness. Would you say? Oh, uh, multiverse of madness. Yeah. 
I, every time I see the logo they put for that, it I think it's a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Because yeah, <laughs> at a glance, it looks like it says Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> multitudes of madness. And I'm like, is that well, like no, a I think of Mandy, mind the, the, mountain, the mountain, mountain madness. Mountains of madness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's probably what it's actually trying to take off of. That's why I wanted it to have the, the title screens. Uh, all right. Getting close to needing to wrap up here. Any Alex, would you recommend it? Yeah, I definitely recommend it. And just like you were saying, you need to get to at least episode 10 or 11. Just finish the first season and then you yeah. get a good feeling of it. Um, I dove right into the second season without Yeah, I really think it really, really, really starts showing what it's going to be with the second season. I don't think it really knows what it is until fourth season. And then just kind of spreads out from there well and it but, starts it starts becoming serialized like really yeah. heavily because the first couple seasons are just like fun episode fun episode fun yeah. episode then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they just go like wait we can tell a season-long story yeah we got a story yeah. to tell mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so for sure like it, it's really going to start taking off from season four i think but it's it's nothing but a like a fun ride okay the entire yeah. time and I'm the definitely... build up to season four is great too because season four was initially where they had planned to end it but then they ended up being able to write past it, and now it's turned into something completely different than what they originally planned. It's good soup. It is good soup. It's crazy thing is I could probably catch up if I really well, for sure. tried. Like because the she- oh, yeah. weeks the seasons get shorter too. Like season five and six, I think, are like eight episodes. Yeah, eight episodes. as soon as they hit their whole idea of like we can just do a single arc per season, they just they literally just tell that arc. They call it a day. There's no fillers. Yeah. But they feel it. They feel fit so much into each episode that yeah, it's that's like, the thing. Like you the, don't even realize it's only eight we didn't, episodes. We didn't really get into it, but I think the pacing on the show is like incredible. Like it doesn't really drag on at all, and they're only twenty minute episodes. And you know, it's it's just a good it's good storytelling throughout the entire thing. I mean, I guess it takes a couple years to do it, but but what you get for waiting those couple years is so much worth it because like there are like next to no plot holes. They pull up stuff from seasons, like, three seasons ago, and they end up making, they pull up stuff that ends up making you go- backtrack and rewatch the whole series all over again to go and find whatever they're referencing now. Best, best animated series, Not in Rick and Morty, just kidding. <laughs> it's not Batman. I recommend it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, I've you just spent two hours of me just, like, yeah. slobbering all over this thing. Yeah, it's... <laughs> phenomenal from start to, to finish like if you if you get to episode 11 and you don't like it tap out you're not gonna like anything beyond that but if you get to that and you even think you kind of like it keep watching it and it will reward you uh stacy do you recommend it of course i recommend it i mean how could i not recommend it i uh i've already said all i've i've been praising this show up and down this whole episode but it uh, I really have no bad things to say. And I Just am going to be so really long. sad when they end it. It does take a long time, but honestly, I'm glad that it's it takes so long because I've been able to like grow with this show. Like I started it when I had first graduated from or not graduated, but first <laughs> dropped out of college. <laughs> and uh, it's been with me since and like I'm going to be really sad when it ends. But I'm still gonna be rewatching it, so yeah. It's unanimous. Watch it. It's a good. You pick. have to now. It's a good pick. All right. So for my pick, I'm gonna get. Oh, that's right. This was like my favorite part. <laughs> We're giving Mike a turn again. Three yeah. hours later. Well, I'm gonna get real. I'm gonna get real weird with it because it's gonna be something I don't think any of us have seen, including me. What? But it's timely, and I feel like if for once we could be timely, that'd be cool. Because I was originally going to pick It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I even had like a good six episodes I had set aside. I, this guy right here. Yeah, and I, I, I literally rewatched the first four seasons of It's Always Sunny in the last like week and a half to build like, okay, here's the six we got to watch or here's where just, we can start. Just, just Christmas special. Plus there's that mobile game coming out. Boo. Oh, it's real bad. <laughs> I'm curious though. I probably watched It's real bad. Episodes. But um, there is a big event coming up that if you are on the internet, you cannot avoid. Apparently on September 20th, a bunch oh. of nerds are going to get murdered at Area 51. You can't. You're doing the Naruto run. And uh, what I want us to watch is something I've actually been meaning to watch for a while. And I feel like it would be good to just sit around and discuss it. It's on Netflix. It is called Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying uh, Saucers. 
and it is a documentary about the first person who basically confirmed the existence of an Area 51 and is responsible for every he is the he is the start of all the weird theories about mm-hmm. what is at Area 51. Um so they put out this uh this documentary about him last year. It's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um tell some really interesting stories. I'm definitely going to also go off book on this a little bit and read a little bit more about him. So if next uh time we Did record, he pass I'm away recently? Out. A few UFO no, UFOologists have passed this last year. It's been kind of weird. Yeah, no, he's alive, but there's also enough weird conspiracy theory stuff around him in the last year that it is getting to be It just seems interesting. Yeah. So next episode, we're going to become a full-on crackpot uh, alien podcast. I get to tell my UFO stories. That's what we're here for. Oh, my goodness. I'll wait to my Pukui story. (laughs) I do have other stories. Wait, are we going to get like a little bit paranormal too? It's getting a little spooky. Because I got some other paranormal stories. uh, That's why I want to do this because I feel like it's timely, but it's also going to kind of lead us to some stuff that we probably wouldn't usually talk about. Yeah. I don't want to talk about. I was scared of it. I, I have been kind of wanting to do that, but I was going to wait closer to Halloween. So, well, but we'll get a we'll taste do the now. Spooky stuff at Halloween. We'll do the alien oh, stuff. Yeah, now. that's true. Spooky? No, <laughs> no. I, I, I mean, I do spooky. I do zombies and stuff like that. No, it's not scary. spooky. I do, that's spooky. Hold that's on, kid stuff. it's in the genre. Come on, <laughs> I can't say it's the kid friendly stuff, but it's. Yeah, you know, I do that stuff. I just don't. It's just one of those challenges you're gonna have to. Force me to do. Oh yeah, he wants I to watch do the like... Baba Duke. No, Baba Duke sucks. <laughs> I hated Baba Duke. I just like saying it. <laughs> it's funny. Name. I thought you were going to challenge us to do the Bob live stream Baba Duke of the of the Area Fifty One storm. And see. No, yeah. no, I, we I have don't... to go to Area Fifty One for three hours. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we three it's hours just later. three hours once we're there. <laughs> it's just three hours once we're there. Like the time it takes us to get there, that doesn't count toward the three hour limit. Uh, uh, yeah, once we're there, and whoever brings back the best alien wins. No, I will. I will never force anybody to go to the desert. It's too hot there. They should really put water fountains out there. But uh, yeah, just uh, read a little bit about this guy before you watch yeah, it. Yeah, I know very little. I'm not. Go, I'm, I'm big on, on paranormal stuff. I'm not very big on UFO stuff. Stuff. I'm just not as interested in UFOs as I am with other stuff. But yeah, I, I've definitely heard like good things about this it's full on like documentary right yeah it's a full on yeah. documentary it's on netflix so it's easy to obtain Wait, everyone can watch it how long is it <laughs> it is an hour 36 minutes so you gotta watch it twice you're going to watch it one time then i'm we're all on the honor system an hour and a half of just straight up research on aliens we each come back with our own theories about what aliens are and where they or whether or not they exist be careful this is going to be fun me theo was an alien i'm going <laughs> to I haven't I haven't checked out the forums on Above Top Secret in a while. I'm going to jump back on there, see what's going on. I'm just going to bring in some like SCP stuff. I'm going to use my new microphones to record some weird weird shit. Coming to you live from the bathtub because the aliens are outside. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. All that's right. all I got. We're going to watch that. It's going to be good. Uh, okay, so next time on three hours later, Bob Lazar ah! is alive and he's a lizard. Bye, everybody. Bob Lazard. Join our Facebook group. Bye. Bye.